it's me your talking corpse uh this is the alex cast welcome tonight i have a guest and that guest has a name and that name is ex doctor who star sean mcgann that's a long time ago yeah and your name was i could to talk about my doctor who years yeah and your name was paul back then which was weird that you're sean now yeah well you know i i'd rather be named a little more interesting than Sean. Yeah, and, you know, you would have starred in a BBC thing. Nice royalty checks coming in, probably. It's truth. So, hi, Sean. Hi, Alex Cast. Yes, that is my last name. Questions for you. Please. Oh, wow. This is more professional than I remember. Go ahead. How are you? <laughs> All right, there it is. Um, I'm good, actually. I feel... A minor amount of relief. And uh, other than that, I'm just dead inside. All right, so it's like stable, you know? Yeah. Stable dead inside. Same old, same old. Uh, much, yeah, there's no, you know, no frantic or, uh, you know, um, anything pressing, I guess. You know, there's no, like, uh, new depression. It's just all the same old. Just deadness. Yeah, being being, you know slouching towards middle age is is really fun and it's uh i like it a lot and i'm glad it's happening and i don't at all every second of every day wish i could stop this (laughs) i know it's scary you know like um because we you know this has been a couple years we've been chatting back and forth on this thing and um i think only on the last like two or three years really i've started to like not so much feel it but like Oh no! This is really happening. This middle age thing is like really coming. It's really almost here. Practice it's pretty much here. I guess almost just about right. Well, it depends on how long you plan on living. I just you know multiply your age times two, and if you think you're making it that far or further, you know. I guess that's fair too. So yeah, so then we were probably should have been talking about this years ago. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I I don't think I'm breaking seventy, so I'm I'm out of middle age now. You're like, you're on the fucking way down the hill. You're yes. coming down the other side of the hill. Yeah, I'm looking into retirement <laughs> retirement benefits. Yeah, I it, don't know. Uh, it's it's fine. I, I, you know, the, 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 the feeling old part sucks. Like going out and feeling old. You know, I mean, like I still go to the same place, some of the same places I used to go to in the last five or six years. But now it's like I'm starting to feel like, oh, fuck, man, I might be too old to be <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, what I was thinking too is, you know, it's great to start like a comedic podcast. It's a frank discussion of age. (laughs) Well, that place I go to is uh, Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Yes. I'm too old for the ball pit. Yeah. As, as well, you know, I'm no longer allowed in most of the uh, Chuck E. Cheese in the greater metropolitan area. Probably a good idea anyway. Yeah. After the 
unpleasantness. <laughs> Great unpleasantness of 05. Yes, legally I'm not allowed to talk about that either. Just wear the t-shirt, that should be enough. So uh, in our in our long and existential discussion off air, you tell me that you have watched Civil War. How, how's that? Oh, yes, because I am still a fucking child. Uh, yeah, I rewatched Civil War because I'm going to see Black Panther tomorrow. Because one of the few things I still enjoy doing is going to the movies. And uh, so I wanted to make sure I had my shit straight. I watched, uh, I boned up on my Marvel stuff. Which one was Civil War? Was that the one with Spider-Man? Uh, he was in it, yeah. He was he was uh, recruited by Iron Man to uh, help fight Captain America and the Winter Soldier and who's the other and Ant Man, I guess would be the other Scarlet Witch. They were like it was when all the good guys fought each other. Yeah, like a and like a like a civil war. Like a civil war, one might say. Yeah. And, uh, what's so civil about war anyway? As as Mister. Uh, Axel Rose would say, "That is his name." I was trying to think. I was trying to think of what the fuck his name was. Like that guy from that band that I'm good at remembering his name. Do you think people listened to that in 1991 or whatever the fuck it was? It was yeah. What is so? Why do people say that? That's a good point. Yeah, that just blew my mind. Axel's right. W. Axel Rose is right. I don't think. Anybody really has had that thought of Axl Rose's right or his his view has changed. Well, wait, no, I forgot there's idiots and people from the South. I was going to say, did you see how many fucking tickets they sold last summer? That's true. Where the people probably were going. That's probably my favorite anti-war song. <laughs> oh, God, someone said that, too. Someone that owns a rebel flag has said that. Sure. Sure. Um, all right, wait, wait, Marvel Comics. Let's let's get back to it because this is important to me. Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's like my favorite uh, Marvel movie in in a really long time. Yeah, I re- okay. I think you're gonna say hated, and then I was gonna be like, okay, I'm probably an idiot then. But I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was funny, and it was uh, the 3D was great in the movie theater, which I. Never used to do, but I started doing recently, and I, I was starting to enjoy that. And it was just, yeah, I don't know, it was just a good time. I had a good time going to see it. And then yeah. I watched, what the fuck was it, the Justice League, like, two weeks later, and I was like, oh, that's probably not how to do it. Justice League was rough, but let's, wait, we're, we can we can circle around to that, because I need to talk about, I need to talk about uh, Ragnarok, because no, one, no one's seen it yet, and also, I don't have a podcast currently to talk about Ragnarok, so. <laughs> you're, out, you're in between podcasts. Yeah, well, the problem is that's not on that's not on streaming or DVD yet, so I can't talk about it on John and Alex Eight stuff. And this show, as I referenced, is a corpse, so uh, it's nice to talk to somebody about it. Sure, um, I love Taika Waititi, uh, and I'm very sure I pronounced his name perfectly and not at all offensive to his Got native it. New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I like him a lot, but I, I I can't even I wouldn't even bother. I butcher easy stuff, so I don't want to try. Yeah, like Chris. Yes, I. Christ yes. Heems Firth. Hulk. Um. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, so yeah, I, I'm enamored with, with Ragnarok. I've seen it twice now, and um, th- which is a lot for me because it's still in the theater. So that's like, I actually paid money twice, which I, I never do. But boy, that movie is funnier than every comedy I've, comedy I've seen in a decade. 
Yeah, he's great. He does that voice for what's uh, I forgot the character's name is. It's like the blue thing, pretty much. Yeah, the rock guy. I don't remember his name either. The real guy, because I looked him up in the thing. It's like he's a real character in the comics, but he was so, he was great as that. That was funny. That whole scene with the battle was. I mean, even though you know it's coming and the Hulk's coming out and everything, it was still well done. Goldblum's terrific in it. Uh, yeah, I really liked all of it, and it, it's. Uh, and they still managed to get like move the story along a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't just the yeah, it wasn't just like gags and and nonsense. Which yeah, that was the mo- I think that was the more impressive aspect of it is like yeah, making a funny movie that's fine, but it actually made like a good comic book movie within the confines of it being funny. I was just kind of I don't know. I was very impressed by it, and I just wanted to say that out loud to the two to three people right. that'll hear this. <laughs> oh no! Come on, you're doing a comeback tour now. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to have one more episode, possibly, and probably closing up shop, because I tried to book guests again, and then the exact same thing that happened last time I tried to book guests, like, the the thing that frustrated me into retirement the first time happened again, I went, oh yeah, that's why this is thankless and stupid, and I stopped doing it. It always seems greener, it always seems like, why did I stop doing this? I used to love doing this, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like podcasting in general, I've always been impressed that you managed to do it for as long as you do it because, and I think we've probably talked about this where you got to at some point just let it go and put it out, or else you'll drive yourself fucking nuts. Yeah. If you record it and then go back and listen to it, okay, well, I don't know about that part, or I don't know about this part, or this part's good, but, and I like, you know, you tinker with it so much. I mean, especially being a writer, I would think it would probably become even more naturally to you. Yeah, I well, that's why I gave up on editing years ago, like uh, of editing the podcast, because it's just you get in it, you get in a loop of trying to make it better. And like the first episodes of the show were all like I had background tracks and there was like production and effort was put in. And yeah, that's that's hard and takes forever. And then it's just nothing comes of it. And it's just it's never good enough. So, you know, the last six years of the show is just like, yep. Turn the mic on. Let's talk about some stuff. And I think, honestly, I mean, like with the radio, the and I'm on internet radio now, which I think is the lowest rung of uh, entertainment available. Um, but the only good thing about it is that it, it is literally like, you know, you do it and it's gone. It's done. It's out there. Right? So there's like nothing you can do about it. Um, and I know there's a lot of show, like, uh, shows on stations even that I'm, I'm friendly with that really do a good job of preparing and um, like, uh, not that I'm like going up there going, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I'm just going to fucking wing it. But I mean, like, you know, like to the T, to the letter, like where they have, you know, uh, bed music for every time they come back and talk and they know what they're going to talk about. And that's great. But I also think there's something very um, interesting about like kind of, just flying blind a little bit with it. It makes it kind of more fun, and I think it's I think it's more interesting to listen to because you know if you fuck up and you're just out there dying at death of like, um, well we're gonna go to a song I guess, uh, or I don't have anything queued up, or you know what I mean like it's you either got to think on your feet or you're dead. It, it's scary how quick that can happen. Yeah, that's why I come from the 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 Ronnie B school of uh, doing broadcasting where he's just like I don't know, I just turn the mic on, say some shit. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, 
not to compare, but I mean that, that I mean it does come down to that, like where I have done it, where I prepared for it. It's fine, but it's boring. You know, it's like fuck, dude. I could, you know, I've, if there's a net, it's kind of like, what's the point? You know, it's like it's just a little. It's it's like you know, all right, well that went exactly how it was supposed to go. So who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Yay, I follow directions. You know, yeah. it's like making instant cake or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that meant, but it sort of made sense. Yeah, it sort of worked. I went with. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly an expert in baking, so I don't know where it went that way. Alex Paul Hollywood Bowl in here. There's your next fucking uh, podcast, Baking with Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that'll work really well. All right, now I'm just going to sit here and hum for 45 minutes. <laughs> Why do we wait for the cake to rise? So, wait, what do you do? So, you're obviously, you do a music show, but do you have the set list beforehand, or is that kind of I'll freehand as well? Make- I have a three-hour show now. I used to have a four-hour show. And um, four-hour show, I'd probably do two hours at most point. Like, I'd bring about two hours worth of music. And now I bring about an hour. Unless it's, like, something, like, I know I want to get to. Um, or if I have a band calling it or something, I'll bring a little more, maybe. And then I'll just, you know, kind of go with it. I'll kind of, like, you know, make it up on the spot. And then I, you know, or I'll talk about some stuff on the spot or... You know, it's not really a talk show. I've had people come up and hang out that I thought were going to eventually be, like, on the air with me, like, regularly. And uh, nobody, everybody says they want to do it, and nobody fucking shows up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I had a friend who was, like, uh, who was very... um, into, like, you know, the Ron Fez and Open Anthony back in the day, and whoever else and he comes up every once in a while it's great like you know it's it's, it's a lot of fun and i even gotta like pull it back a little bit because it's like it gets a little inside or it gets a little too like i don't know we've doing this for 10 minutes i mean like i think it's funny but i know nobody listening is probably gonna. so i gotta reel it in a little bit but it's still good and i'm like dude you know whenever you want to come up just come up and it was like in september i think we were talking and i'm like you want to just be the second mic you know it's fine just start coming up yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I haven't seen him since. It's like, okay. Yes, I know. I, Sorry, go ahead. And that's cool. But no, no, I was going to say, and I, that's, that sucks, but it's also, I think at the end of the day, I don't want to, I, I kind of like just doing it myself, I think. Yeah, I sort of did that, but I know that so well. I've had so many almost co-hosts over the years. Like, I've been trying, I've been, I've said this on the show a million times, but since no one listens to the show, I'll repeat myself. Uh I so desperately want to be second mic on a show. I yeah, me too. I, yeah, I don't. Being first mic sucks, especially being first mic when you're the only mic. Oh, second mic, you just sit there. You get to be funny. You you're not expected to show prep. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, it's it's. I like especially like if it's just me, I don't mind it as much. But like if it's me with somebody else, I don't like being first because. You got like you got to know when the real people in, and I don't want to be. I hate being that guy, but like I, I can also tell. I think when it's like, all right, this is stupid. Sure, this is kind of all right. No, or nobody knows what the hell we're talking about, or you know, like okay, we're talking, we're making like vague nineteen eighty sitcom references that nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. They just want to hear a fucking you know door song or something. You know? So it's like I, I don't want to be that guy, either. but most of the time, that's what it winds up happening. Yeah, I, that just reminds me. Um, so I recorded a John and Alex hate stuff last night that I uh, I made a Gordon Shumway as Elf's real name reference. 
I'm saying it's like this is boy, that's that's not, not vague as everybody knows that. It's just like that's that's a reference that should be made in fucking twenty eighteen. Jesus, talk about hitting middle age. <laughs> but the thing is that's even old for me. Like I was I was like yeah. six when that show came on. No business remembering. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. But my brain is, you know, broken in a very specific way where things like that still exist in it. Shumway, I should check into a hotel under Gordon Shumway. I mean, for no reason. Yeah, I mean, I that should be my alias if I ever have one. Yeah, I don't know why you need an alias or really to check it. Why you need to check into a hotel? But I just just to do it. <laughs> just <laughs> just to the. Say, Mr. Shumway, would you like more? <laughs> Just yeah. because I'm so so bored. Yeah, you can try to order. That's what come down to, yeah, try to order some cats from room service. Yeah, what kind of cats? Yeah, um, because people don't get it. It's your Alf references. Yeah, this, you know the thing is, I just made fun of myself for making Alf references, and then I started making more of them, and I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Start. It's hard to stop. It's true. Um. So John and Alex hate stuff, so that seems to be going really well, though. Well, I mean, it's going. It's it's a show that, that is happening in a row, uh, so it's doing better than the Alex cast. Uh, I've not taken a uh, nearly six-month sabbatical on John and hate stu- Alex hate stuff yet. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, everything... It's funny that you say that, because I... And I, I don't want to... I'm not trying to segue into my plug here, but... um. I I was thinking when I finished this last book, I know I got one more because I got a full idea that I want to do, and it's going to be short, but it's going to be like very specifically done. Like I, I know how I want to do it. I got a specific idea for how I want to put it out. Do it, but I think after that, I'm like I might be done. Every time to do something else instead of writing books that you know, publishing and. Uh, you know, I don't know. Or remember to start writing crime novels or something. I don't, you know, or it's got, something's got to change. I think. I yeah, know. you should start writing Bigfoot erotica. That sells. <laughs> Does the world need more of that? Yeah. I mean, well, unequivocally, yeah. The world needs more Bigfoot erotica. Bigfoot erotica with a northeast twist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody talks about the Pacific Northwest, but what if you're talking about Appalachian Bigfoot? Bigfoot comes east. Exactly. You can have like the, uh, what's the name of that like kind of hillbilly people out by where we live? Jackson White. Yes, yes. Bigfoot Jackson White erotica. Sure. It's like. It was taking place in like 1963 and fucking, you know, I don't know. You can have, uh, you can have Evil Knievel show up for some inexplicable reason. Yeah, Robert Kennedy's motorcade will break down right outside, and they're like, oh, well, I see these uh, Bigfoots are having all kinds of strange sex. That's my Robert Kennedy impression, by the way. Well, given that I don't know what Robert Kennedy sounds like, that was spot-fucking-odd. He sounds like John F. Kennedy, just younger. Oh, then that was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what John Kennedy sounds like, either. I mean, other than, uh, like, a splat noise on the trunk of a car. <laughs> oh, God. He sounds like Mayor Quimby. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I know what he sounds like. I just, I didn't really know how to get out of this. 
I was just kind of, I was just kind of in a, I was just in a, uh, I, had a I just kind of said, I don't know what he sounds like. And I was like, that, there's nowhere to go with that. That was, that was comedic death. So I'll just keep talking and then maybe something will happen. <laughs> right out there. Right uh, okay. Out there in the let's trans, let's, let's do this. Okay. So you, your name is, 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 is Paul McGann, star of, uh, BBC's Doctor Who. And you have now changed your name, uh, gone back in time to be about 20 years younger and are writing a book. And by writing a book, you have published a book. And by published a book, it is on Amazon to purchase right now. Tell me about it, star of the BBC's Doctor Who. Well, it's short. And it's much shorter than I thought it would be. I think the last time I was on the Alcast, I had started it. And it was like, I got off to a very good start with it. I don't know if that happens to you where it's like, fuck, dude, I already got like 20 pages of this thing. This thing's going to be a monster. And at some point, I just, there was nowhere else to really go with it. And it was like, I think this is where it ends. I think this is it. And I thought I still had like, I still figured I had like, uh, you know, uh, maybe close to a novel. But um, now it clocked in about 100. Which is short. It's really fucking short. It's like pretty much a novella, I think, right? I don't know. How many like, words is it? It's like 18,000. I think that's kind of the low end of novella, yeah. It's it's short. And it's like, I was thinking about going back and trying to beef it up. But it kept. I couldn't find a spot where it was like, not that it wasn't. I don't when I say beef it up, I don't mean like it was like a, a strong all the way through. Just that like nothing felt right. Like trying to, it, it's it's very um, it's short and it, it's very, but it's very. I got a lot of shit off my chest with this, which is actually kind of surprising because it takes place in 1976 when I wasn't even born, Pittsburgh, which I've never been except for uh, a train stop recently and uh, on New Year's Eve, which I kind of fucking hate. So um, I don't know why. I mean, I pretty much started writing it because I was listening to a Elvis concert when they had the Elvis channel on XM and they were playing a concert in Pittsburgh in 1976 on New Year's Eve. Which, and then I was doing the math. I'm like, oh, that's his last New Year's. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, Pittsburgh. You know, I used to think like Elvis was always in Las Vegas, like in like 70, at least I do. I was like, picture him not leaving Las Vegas. But for some reason, he was in Pittsburgh. And they had somebody on telling the story about how like it was cold that night and the heater broke in the arena. So again, this whole sense of the, like what the place looked like and everything, you know, and it was cold and all that shit. And fine. I kind of, was listening to it and then I was like, oh, that might not be a bad setting for something. And started tinkering around with it and then I just pretty much used it to um, insert some of my microaggressions into about uh, life, I guess, in general and getting old and having uh, arguments with friends and family and shit. But it's, it's, it's light. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not fucking East Eden. Um, but yeah, and it, it was good because it, it's short, but it's also like I, I, I think it's the first time I feel like I made a lot of decisions about stuff. Oh, I mean, you made a lot of decisions. Elaborate on that. Well, I know, and it sounds like such a 
writery cliche bullshit thing to say, but like there was this one scene where um the narrator and the narrator's not me. I mean it's I hate having to answer for like shit that you know, the narrator like I said, I did put a lot of my own microaggression kind of shit in there. Microaggression's such a terrible word, but I mean like like stuff that bothered me over the years, let's say. Or arguments that I've had with people or whatever. But I've I've also put it on like both sides of it. So it's not necessarily just the narrator coming from my uh, point of view. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of you being like, and then the bold, rippling, muscled hero strode into the venue and screened Pepe the Frog as God and then gave a 15-minute diatribe about your feelings on minorities and women. I'm picking up loud and clear what you're putting down, Sean again. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're saying that uh, a certain Elvis was going to make America a certain way again. I was going to say, you know how we got here. Yeah. This is uh, four podcasts in a row that I've claimed that I'd want to make America great again. And uh, I really need to stop because someone's going to fucking believe me at some point. You're going to start, like, ranking on Trump sites or something. You're going to start, like... Oh, this Alex guy is really with us. That would be so great. I would I would never be happier than if I started to have a loyal following of Trump supporters. <laughs> Fucking yeah, idiots. Sales, right, out of it. Uh, oh yeah, because they, uh, they're they're big they're big book readers. <laughs> well, for hundred pages, this is this is the low end of literature. <laughs> yeah, you actually you actually are aiming at the Trump people. Say yeah, this is what I'm counting on, but. No, I, there was a scene where um, the narrator has a conversation, is, is drunk and hanging out with his uh, it's his uncle, but they're like very close in age. So uh, his uncle's girlfriend, who he's got a crush on for years and all this shit, and it's always been you know it's like you know they hang out a lot and uh, he's never said anything about it, whatever. And I was gonna make it that they made out and I'm like eh that's kind of a scumbag thing to do and then so I, I did I had they didn't make out and I'm like you know what though you gotta make him a little bit of a scumbag <laughs> like so I, I went back and did it but I know that sounds like nothing but that was something I kind of actually really thought about and uh, I thought it changed it a little bit so make it better that he was this like the narrator's not this like fucking uh, you know, white hat. Kinda, you know, they're all a little bit of kind of scumbags in it. Yeah, though I would, I I would have liked him to to have kissed his uncle too to to kind of make it even. Oh well, that's how it ends. Oh, good. Okay. Consummated on at the ball drops. A lot of uncle, a lot of uncle fucking. <laughs> good, perfect. I hope Bigfoot jumps in, and then it's all to the strands of in the ghetto. No, next one's gonna be. The next one's going to be the same book. I'm just going to replace Uncle with Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, perfect. Ooh, Uncle Bigfoot. I mean, this this has, this has hit written all over it. <laughs> Find and replace. I got a whole new book. That's fantastic. So, wait, all right. So, what's the, I mean, uh, so it's short. It's about Elvis. What, I mean, what's, what's the thing? Someone's going to a concert? Is that the deal? I, I literally, I've done no research for this. Like, even less than I normally do. I sent it to you before. Because um, you wouldn't, like, read it in, like, a fucking hour. And be like, oh, okay. This was dumb. You shouldn't have put this out. Um, uh, the narrator's a writer, and he goes and covers Elvis, uh, the Elvis show. And he comes back, and it's like the usual, you know, his uncle and his friends are hanging out at the bar, and 
whatever shenanigans unfold from there. He meets a girl, um, and then he's, he's trying to write this story for the uh, magazine that he's working for about the Elvis show. And just kind of parallel. We were talking about getting older, so it, it kind of has to do with that. He's kind of you know hanging around watching, uh, you know, Elvis being making a career out of being Elvis, and all these older people have gotten older, screaming their heads off like they're teenagers again in the audience, and then. And he's at this bar in the same bar that he was going to when he was, you know, 22 or something. You know what I mean? So it's all this, like, kind of. And then there's a bunch of some flashbacks, and there's a high school year uh, flashback in it, which is. I don't know. It's, it's okay. I feel like that's one of the more interesting parts of it. And then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, they wake up the next day, and he's got a little bit of hope, but he's still fucking old. So that's it. And he finishes the story. Well, I was hoping, I was hoping for some time travel, uh, some... Uh, some. Uh, you know what? I was, like, tinkering with some of that shit. And that was so hard in the fucking last one. Oh, yeah. So I tried to make sure the continuity was, like... You know, like... I, I still... I haven't gone back and read the last one at all since I put it out. And that bombed so bad spectacularly not that I expected it to do anything but like just even like a matter of like having friends and families read it or acknowledge it yeah um, I think and not to go back in time and say I was right but I'm I'm saying that exactly remember when I was warning you before that book came out and I told you what happened when Periphery came out I think I used those exact words of it bombed worse than I had any thoughts that it possibly could have bombed <laughs> I was just like I, I figured there would be a polite amount of response to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was really fucking wrong. Yeah, no, it's not. It, it's like you would think that like the aunt you only see like once every six years that occasionally sends you a Christmas card. Not even that level of support. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think the reason I thought that was because the first the short book did pretty well, like more than I thought. The short book did better than I thought it would. Be. And I didn't really have any barometer to expect it. So I was like, well, if it's this or this, maybe that's good. Um, I think I put this out at, and I'm going to ask you this when I'm done saying the sentence, but um, I, I, I'm going to ask you something when I'm done saying the sentence. Because I, I feel like this right now. But I put this out like six hours ago, maybe. Maybe less. And I think I've already, I'm getting close to where I was with the last one. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if I don't think I've passed it yet, but I think it's close. Um, when you put out Periphery, and I know you put out stuff just on Kindle too, right? I mean, some of it's just. Yeah, everything since Periphery has been Kindle only because they've been like kind of novella or short story length. So I'm planning on combining them and putting out something in paper. See, now that's another thing. I was thinking of doing that because I do have another one that's about same length, a little bit longer. And I was thinking about putting them both in one paperback. But um, when I got the proof of this, it's it's a small, it's the book is small too. It's like five by eight. So I don't know. It just looked, I liked the way it looked. And I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to put it out. And I, I, you know, I did the edits and everything. And I, I had to tinker with some of the fucking uh, spacing and all that shit, which is tedious. I mean, I'm sure, you know, like when the formatting is probably the world most, tedious part of the whole thing I think. 
uh, if you've had issues with it because, you know, like the paragraph breaks or something like that. And then you now it cuts off a, a line into the, the you know, and then it's, there's, a, there's a line at the top of the next page break and everything. But that was driving me nuts for a little while. But um, I still feel like, oh, shit, maybe I, maybe I put this out too quick. Maybe I should have reread it That's six more times or something. But I think at some point you got to just let it go, too. And I, I think I was kind of at that point with it. No, absolutely. Because there's, I, it, it never goes away. Like there's, there's a, uh, there's a typo in periphery that drives me up the fucking wall. But it's, it, it was, I don't, I refuse to put another version out. Yeah. Like I know it exists, but it's just like no, it's just it's out there. It's just it has to. We're yeah. we're done. It 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 has to be what it is. But yeah, that's no, I know that really. Oh boy, I know that well. <laughs> well I was I was done last night with it, and. I was looking at the back cover, and the back cover actually, I like the way the back cover looks, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's short and sweet, and pretty much, uh, it says, uh, your friends are waiting at the bar with Nixon and someone who may or may not be Julie Christie. Julie Christie is an actress from the seventies, and uh, the whole thing with that is that there's this girl across the bar that looks like her. Actually, she doesn't look at anything like her, but one of the guys at the bar thinks she does. Thinks it's her because he's hammered. And they break his balls, so they just call her Julie Christie the whole time. But um, it's I spelled her fucking name wrong on the back cover. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I swapped the I and the T, so it was like backwards. And uh, I was like, shit, because everything else was done. And you, you know how it is with the Amazon thing, where it's like you gotta if you change that, if you go in and change that, you gotta wait again for them to review the whole thing. Which could be another twenty four hours, seventy two hours, or whatever that is. I'm like, oh, should I just let that go? Is anybody gonna fucking catch that? And I went back and I just fixed it. It's like that'll drive me nuts forever. I'll be pissed off at myself forever if I like. If I every time I see it, I was like, that was stupid. Why don't you just go back and fix it? No, I'm glad you did because the, the thing is, as much as my typo bothers me, it's in the middle of a book somewhere, and no one's yeah. gonna use it. Like, no, on the back cover, I. As much as yeah, yeah. like I understand that fuck it, it's out there thing. That back cover would drive that would dri- no. I, I would I would need to change that. That's like leaving the yeah, stove no. on when you leave the house level of OCD. No no no. That that has <laughs> that that has to be changed. I'm like, is anybody even gonna know who I'm talking about anyway? And I'm like, no, you gotta fix it. I mean, it was just like you know one of those like I was defeated. And I'm like, no, you have to. No, like if you spell their name with uh, a Y instead of an IE, okay, yeah, just leave it. But like actually yeah, transposing no. a letter? No, that's that's like Julie Creesite. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, and then it's gonna ruin it for everybody. They'll Google it and they're like, "Who the fuck is this? This person doesn't exist." Yeah, or it's like and, somebody uh, completely else. Like it's it's somebody from like you know like a Hitler camp or something. You know, like that that Hitler documentary they put out. And it's just like, oh boy, this this is sending some weird fucking vibes. Why is he talking about her? She didn't win an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean, um, I yeah, and I think going forward, if I do another one and it winds up being about that length, it, it, I would just do it on Kindle because um, I think that's probably mostly where people buy it anyway, which is sucks, but it, it doesn't suck because I guess if, you know who cares if they're reading it, but um, I, you know there is something you know, and I guess it's uh self-gratifying about having a, a, a hard copy 
But, um, you know, I mean, it was, <laughs> I would hope, you know, if they buy it, they keep it. But didn't, didn't you say you fucking sent uh, somebody a copy and, and you signed it or something and, and they sent it back? Oh, yeah, that was fucking, yeah, no, that was, that was a fucking Ron and Fez thing. I sent a copy of my first book to Ron, Ron and Fez, because he was a big influence and, you know, hey, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada. Later, the girl I was dating ends up buying that book and bought the copy I'd sent to them. So they'd fucking resold it to Amazon. They probably just had it in a big fucking bucket of dumb shit people sent them. And Yeah, they probably didn't have those gifts or, uh, you know, prizes for, uh, for the prize closet. Yeah, That's but that was both a miraculous thing and really, really awkward. Yeah. That's funny, man. I know. So that's how I feel about it. I was like, I wanted to do one more. Because the other thing is that um, I kind of hated the way the Plastic Brats cover came out. And I, I tinkered the shit with that. So, like, I went nuts. And it was just like, I think it looks how I want it to look. But I'm not, I, I don't know anymore. Like, I wanted it to look kind of like half-assed 80s notebookish kind of thing. And I think it kind of looks like that, but I don't think anyone would get that. And I was gonna—I was thinking about putting a new edition of it out with a different cover. What like plastic brats? You mean? Yeah. Uh, wait, uh, hold on a second. We're 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 gonna live on air. I'm looking. I'm typing your name into Amazon. Because uh, I don't. No, I remember plastic brats, but you—it's supposed to look like a what? I first I wanted it to look like a composition notebook, and then I, I scrapped that. I just kind of wanted it to look like some kind of like, uh, like almost like a trapper keeper or something like that. Just something I had pink and uh, neon blue and neon pink. And then the back looks like a 80s video game. Uh, oh, box. yeah. No, that's a good cover. Yeah, yeah. I, I have that. It's it's sitting in my kitchen right now, actually. I just saw it the other day. <laughs> I See, uh, I don't even think I have a copy of that. I like the actual. I have like proof copies of it when I was just white. That was another edition. And then changing the cover like that's kind of like, like oh well, shit now I'll buy it yeah mom and dad um well I, I can tell you this uh as good as your book is the customer review for that book is is uh, is incredible literature it's it's one of the best I've ever read because I just clicked on it. So I just had a moment of panic and then finally felt like a good person for the first time in my life where I saw that you've got one review for this and I went. Oh, am I really that big of an asshole that I'm sitting here complaining about how no one leaves reviews or supported me and I didn't fucking review his book. And as I'm clicking that, I'm like, oh, it's me. Oh, oh, goody. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a monster. I'm not everything I say is wrong. <laughs> no, you were. Yeah, I, I believe you were the only one. And I got I think five on the, uh, the other one. And I think you were the only one that was like, Serious about it. And when I say serious, I mean, like, I didn't expect, like, you know, the fucking New York Times book review, but, like, you know, I had, like, you know, friends going, uh, I showed the much better writer than I am. I can only hardly write my name or something like that. It's like, Jesus, dude. Like, just don't fucking do anything. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Leave, a, leave a star <laughs> review and get the fuck out of here. But that, now that I'm on your, uh, your Amazon page, uh, I point this out is I got yes. confused because I went on there because I wanted to see what the new cover looks like. Also, I wanted to see how long you could go without actually mentioning the name of the thing that came out. Like, we're, we've been talking oh, about yeah. the, we've been talking about this story for a solid 15 minutes and you have yet to say what it's titled. Oh my God, uh, it's called If I'm on the Late Side, which is the name of a Faces song from the, uh, around that time. If I'm on the Late and, Side? 
if I'm on the light side. And and do you mean the faces or the tiny faces? No, the the, the faces before they were, they were the small faces. L- small yeah. faces. That that's what I was thinking of. And I, I I've noticed since since we've been on here, the Kindle edition is now available for three ninety nine. Um. Yes, I see that. I actually don't see. Oh, there's there's the there's the actual one. I don't know why it doesn't. For some reason, plastic brats you can buy as a. It has it under one, like where it's by the book or the. Uh, Kindle edition. This one, the other two, for some reason, just come up separate. I think uh, that goes away. I seem to remember Periphery was like that at first, where Kindle and paperback were separate. Right. And you already have one used for nineteen twenty nine and five new for seven ninety nine, from wow. different sellers. Somebody read it and hated it already. Uh, yeah, the Periphery had one that was on sale, a used a used version for a thousand dollars. I don't know what that was about, but it was there for a little while. Yeah, I. Uh, well, that's fine. Something about it. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure it's just somebody that was very confused. And I just bought it and just immediately resold it, thinking, oh, this is, this is, what the fuck is this? What did I buy? Yes, it is red. All right. So if I'm on the late side, it's, it's named after a faces song, which is, I probably mentioned I did. Who cares? Why shouldn't you mention that? What? No, I don't know. I just, I wanted, I wanted everybody to think I'm so clever. Well, I mean, it's a, you know, quoting a song is, is clever. Uh, Murakami does it all the time, and he's, like, the best writer, like, alive right now. True. I'll take it. He does all sorts of, like, uh, weird Beatles things. All right. I want to see the goddamn images. I, Amazon steadily gets worse and worse as the years go on. I, I want to yeah. see a blown-up image of your fucking cover, and it just is not letting me happen. Because not letting like- me happen is how words work. I took that picture myself, so I'm happy. Well, I can't really, I can't really see it because it's not letting me blow it up. What's in the center of the frame? It's a, uh, it's a bar around Christmas time, and it's the exit sign. No, okay, exit sign, and then I'm following a wreath down, and then there's like a white thing, like a table. Oh, the, okay. Oh, that's the end of the table there. Okay, the way my screen is holding it, I, my, I have a very small screen that I'm working on with the podcast computer right now. So it just looks like a white splodge, and I'm like, I, it won't let me uh, increase the size of it enough so I could see it. A white splodge. Well, white splodge. That's the name of my band. Next, uh, next uh, <sighs> short story. I want to change my author name to White Splodge. I bet I'll. <laughs> I, I hope it. Uh, I also like that uh, on your author page. Um, you're you've got because <laughs> I think you know obviously you've not updated it in a bit. Um, it's it, your your oh, yeah. it's got your old blog posts on here, so your author updates. Well, another, yeah, five years <laughs> for five years ago. Yeah, that's another book. That's the other um, that I was thinking about putting out. With this was that's in a whole that's a whole other book. Um, that's just the chapters broken down from Tumblr. Oh, that's the Tumblr uh, things. Oh, that's five years ago. You did that. Fucking terrifying, isn't it? Holy shit. I seriously yeah. thought that was like three tops. Yeah. Well, I was scared to see that the first the short story book came out in 2013. That felt like it was only a couple of years ago. Is that true? 2000. Oh, I wonder when mine came out. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, this is gonna make me feel really sad. I don't even want you to look. Oh yeah, this is gonna. This is gonna make us both feel old. Um, yeah. Let's see. 
the Void Sutures came out. I wait, 2010, I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. January 18th, 2011. Wow. Oh, boy. That's rough. Oh, that's that's a long time ago. I know, and it's scary because you don't think that that sounds like uh, 2011. It's like, oh, that was, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, that's uh, seven seven years ago. I put out that. Wow, I've I've done nothing with my life in the past seven years. Me neither. Well, I guess oh. this, but that doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah, we we need to. I'm going to follow you as a, as an author. Now we're um, following you. Now I don't know how to update that shit. I thought that would just go right to it. Now it's not. It's not showing it. It's not showing my my new book. Oh, it shows up after a while. Yeah. Um, when I put out the the short stories, they took a few days to actually get on my thing. If it doesn't, you can go in your. Um, this is really interesting to the audience, and and yet again, audience, I don't edit. Um, you can go sign into your author page, and you can uh, claim books. So you type, you uh, go claim a book, and then you type it in, and it'll show up and say that's my book, and it'll show up on your author page. I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, it Stephen King it is my book. Well, I mean, you probably could get away. Is there another author named Sean McGann? You could probably claim their books. I think there's a, uh, a soccer player named Sean McGann. Well, if he ever puts out an autobiography, you can totally try to just jump in and claim claim that book as uh, as your own, and you know, try to get some try to get some of that sweet sweet footy dollar. <laughs> I know when that when that four dollars and thirty three cents of royalties hits. Every month, I was like, "Oh, what did I? Where did I get all this extra moolah?" Yeah, this is this is nice. I can in in three more months of book sales, I could afford a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Easy street, here I come. Yeah, I I got one of my uh, Amazon payment checks the other day for a month of royalties, and it was uh, it it, it was I think I sold one uh yeah. one Kindle edition that month of one of the short stories, so it was. Uh, one of the 99 cent ones that they took their cut out of and then gave, so it was like, I got like a Kindle payment for like 26 cents or something like that. It's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what I decided to devote my life to. This is great. I know. That's why I'm like, uh, are you working on one or what are you doing now? Yeah. Well, I have, uh, I have two short stories done that I don't know if they're anything like, they're just these weird, like, I, I don't know. I sent it to someone and to ask her opinion. And she's yet to get back to me, which I'm trying to not take as 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 a comment because most people never get back to me about anything. So um, I'm kind of hoping yeah. it's just, you know, uh, awkward friendship, not, uh, you know, them not wanting to respond. But I got two of those in the chamber and then I've got about probably 40,000 words of a novel written that um, is a fucking mess. And I don't know what to do. Like, I just went through and kind of read it and marked it up to see what needs to be done. And it's like, I think there might be a book in there with some more, you know, writing. But I don't really know what to do. So I'm kind of hoping one of these short stories is kind of good enough or both of them. And then I'm going to put out a short story, like a collection of the the ones I put out already, plus those and put it out as a, uh, as a uh, you know, an actual physical book because... I know some people that literally said, oh, I can't read your stuff because I don't read, you know, I don't read digitally. Really? Yep. That made me sad. <laughs> I've, had, I've had the opposite. I've had the, well, you know, I don't read books. Oh, no, no. I get that. Like, 
that happens daily. I just mean of the people that theoretically are at least claiming to read, I, there's a fair number that say that they don't read digitally. Yeah, that's always fun. No, no, most most of the people I know uh, I don't read and, and make it a point of telling me that as if that makes it better in any way. Yeah, like, oh, well, sure. Who does anymore? Yeah, I, I, you know, you know, Alex, I hate reading. Well, that's cool. Thanks. Like, you know, those things that you don't say out loud, like maybe that's one of them since you're talking to an author, like that'd be cool. Like, I'm not saying it's like, I'm taking it personally, but like, I don't need to know that. Like that, that doesn't help. It's not, it's not adding to the like, you know, cause what that sounds like is, Hey, you know how little I care about our relationship? <laughs> this much, this yeah. little. See, I would do it for you, but it's slightly outside of my comfort zone, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, cool. Re- re- remind me of that next time you invite me to a party, and and you get mad I don't show up. No, so, no, it's like that. Sorry, I don't party. You understand? You know, if your party was on paper, I'd go. Your party was on paper. Yeah, That's I mean, funny. look, it didn't really make a lot of sense, but I, you know, I went no, with it. No, no. The next book should be called Alex Boland Party on Paper. <laughs> yes, it's because you know you know when you think party, you think Alex Boland. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I I definitely want I definitely want to do another short because I have the whole like I said I got it all mapped out. But it's nice to have this not like dangling. I guess would be the word. Uh, and I don't mean to sound like in a negative way, but like uh, you know, I mean it was it was either going to be what it is or it's going to be absolutely nothing. And I thought it, I like it enough to, um, you know, figure fuck it. I mean, I, I always feel like everything, especially lately with the, between the radio and the writing thing, like there's a little caveat about it. Like I, I had somebody contact me from uh, high school through a friend from, uh, of mine from high school about, uh, doing some plugs for her uh, husband. Who's a comedian? The stand-up, and uh, that's fine. Like I, I don't really, you know, I have no problem with that. I, I checked out some of his stuff. He's a pretty funny guy, and he, he's a alumni of FDU, so it kind of works out, you know, um, on FDU, WFDU. And uh, so I told her, I, you know, I sent all the information out about the fucking show. And it's like fine. It's on the internet. It's on HD radio. It's here. It's this. And. That's fine, and nobody fucking pays attention. So it's like they st- after you, after I did the plug, and she heard the plug. So this was on the radio. This went out on the radio, and I'm like, well, you know, yeah, on HD radio. If you have an HD radio, you can hear it, or it's on iHeartRadio, or it's on, uh, you know, it's just the internet. You just go on the internet. Like, oh, you know, I mean, it was like it's kind of like the little like asterisk next to it. It's like, well, I have a radio show, but. It's really only on the internet and HD radio. If you have HD radio, which is the cutting edge technology of 2003, I believe. And it's like this to a point, too, where it's like, I feel like, oh, you put a book out. That's cool. How did you uh, do that? Well, you know, I put it out. I fucking wrote it, and then I designed it, and I got Amazon to fucking make it. So it's, you know, a random house didn't publish it, but it's out there. Yeah, that's that. Oh, self-published. Like, I still wrote a fucking book, you fucking human cancer. (laughs) And by the way, probably you know, how much more would we be making if it was, uh, probably a lot more, but 
because uh, they'd have a whole marketing department behind it, I guess. But, but still, you know, you know, it's not. It's it's it's, it's depends on why you're doing it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm doing it for the chicks. Well, yeah, me too, obviously. Yeah, all those and all those writer groupies. Once I work that equation out, I will be happy to share it with you. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you like uh, self-published books? No, huh? All right, moving on. <laughs> you have it, like, right in your coat. You're about to take it out. I'm like, oh, no, okay, stuff it right back in. Yeah, I actually had a uh, – this This was a proud moment for me. I, I was sitting at a bar reading a book, and this girl comes in, and she's sitting a couple seats over, and she starts reading. So we're having a – we're both reading uh, party in the corner, and we make no attempt to talk. And uh, I'm about to leave, and she goes, oh, it was nice uh, having the library corner with you tonight. And I'm like – like, yeah, I know, right? We had like a good thing going here. Small, converse, <laughs> small, short conversation with her. Uh, I go, wait, she's like, oh, I love it. And we end up talking about that. We're both reading like dumb fantasy books. Um, and, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, if you ever want to read a local writer, she's like, oh, really? So I was like, oh, yeah, this book, blah, blah, blah. So as I'm walking home, I look at my Amazon thing. She bought my fucking book right then and there. I was like, look at that. I'm never going to have a girlfriend in the, my entire life. But I did book pick up a girl at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually almost cooler yeah i mean the companionship would have been good but you know selling a book's nice and all <laughs> you don't want that yeah i probably do <laughs> don't run out of shit what would you don't run out of shit where would you be without being miserable uh happy yeah, see that's you didn't think about that huh because at the end of it you would be happy. I that was an option. Well, I don't actually think it is. I mean, it's about the same option as me ever getting in a fucking relationship. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, technically it's possible. I mean, you know, you could also win the lottery. <laughs> I think that would be good for me. I think I could win the lottery and then I'm going to, you know, just completely, you know, fix up my computer system, graphics and everything. Sign up for one of those, like, Online RPGs like I don't know Star Wars or fucking Lord of the Rings or something like that, and uh, and then just do that for the rest of my life. Just live that as my reality until I'm dead and face down on a keyboard. I mean, the good part of what you just went through there is that that's the first time anybody that's like won the lottery. That's the first <laughs> fantasy that's ever seemed like something that would actually happen. You know, it's not, oh, I would go to Europe, we tour Tuscany, you know, we drink all the great wines, and then, you know, we'd probably buy a nice little villa somewhere. You're like, nope, Knights of the Old Republic. And they just just put out a tremendous amount of weight, all food delivered to the house, probably get some kind of dumb waiter installed so I don't have to talk to the scum that delivers it. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> just put him by the door. Yeah. Uh, Uber Eats. Yeah, I know what you fucking are. Throw it through the window. Don't look at my shame. <laughs> no fucking all the blinds are drawn. It's fucking yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I, you know, getting older. I could, I could, I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm just saying, you know, if I won the lottery, I could see it going there. Yeah, I mean, I I I can't think of anything good that would happen. I mean, if I won the lottery, I think my life would improve greatly. But I mean, it it would end up with my my death in some kind of Elvis like fashion. Yeah, it would, because, it, you know, like, the first month would be, like, the Paris stuff. Like, you know, it'd be, like, a month of, oh, well, you know, that was once in Paris, and they're, like, oh, cool, and then I did that, and uh, and then, you know, the more you find yourself unfulfilled, 
by doing that stuff, I guess. Like when you, you know, fuck it, man. I'm just gonna get a premium membership <laughs> on the old republic or buy a bunch of shit and eat it die. Exactly. Yeah, just just four hundred pounds slumped over slumped over while sitting on the can. <laughs> Fucking neighbors have to call the fucking cops because something's dead next door. Yeah, exactly. You know, they found out you're dead by the uh, yeah by the odor and then the the very well fed cats after eating your face. <laughs> because my character kept running into a corner on the map. Yeah. Because <laughs> my my dead face was hitting the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is I, you know what this is. This is this is uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what else? You know. The Alex cast. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, this is kind of just like a a walking tour of the shambles that is my life. Oh, it's it's funny. It's it's fun. Did you like the Last Jedi? Oh, that's you know, it's funny. That was the one thing I wanted to bring up to you was talk to you about the Last Jedi. Um, I mean, one, you know my feelings on women, so let's put that aside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I actually I liked it, but. There is a couple spots. So, spoiler alerts, people uh, listening. If everybody's listening right now, I, I don't care about if you haven't seen it yet. So, I'm going to say all the stuff that happened. Um, I hated, hated the Carrie Fisher flying through space part. Okay. Like, that nearly ruined the movie for me. I didn't get what the hell was happening at first. And then I was like, oh, all right. Well, they're going to. It's a decision. I just thought it looked really it bad. A- yeah, it looked weird the way they did it, like where she was, it was slow motion, I guess. And yeah, I, I was, I had no, I've only seen it once and I, I, I will watch it again. So I might, knowing it's coming, I don't know, I might think better or worse. Um, at the time, I was just kind of fucking surprised, I guess. I thought they were like focusing in on her because she, like, that was it for her. I thought she was dead and they were like making like a big send off about it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Know but it looked really awkward, like the way they pulled it through. It's like the her clothes or something didn't look like they're moving naturally, which made me think, yeah. oh, is this how they write her out? Because Carrie Fisher died and they just had to use really shitty CGI to have it done. So it was just, it really just, ah, that part really annoyed the shit out of me. And the, um, the, the Canto Bright stuff I thought was pretty, didn't need to be there. Dude, that's Laura Dern? No, no, Canto Bright was the casino planet. Oh, okay. Laura Dern is whatever her name was. I don't, I don't know, but the casino planet scene with the horses. Um, the, yeah, that was a little disappointing because the way they set it up, I thought they were going to meet Lando. I thought I, he was going yeah. to be a gambler. I thought the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, I liked Benicio del Toro. I liked that he was kind of like, you know, uh, a tweener and, uh, you know, I thought he was interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't have like I know a lot of people had a big problem with the Luke thing. I didn't I didn't I didn't think that was bad at all. I like the Luke thing. I thought that was a really fitting like you know the hero's journey thing. I thought it mimicked really well. Like I was I, was, I had no problem with that. I thought it was it made sense to me. I it, that wasn't any like that wasn't the thing that jumped out at me. Like in that sequence, like the fucking glowing dogs that were there, the crystal dogs, where the fuck those are. Like yeah. they, 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 that, those were dumb. And then, oh, we're in a base, but there's no back door. Oh, fuck your face! Of course, there's a back door. Like, what a contrived piece of fake drama. Yeah, that was, that was a little weird. But, but I mean, other than those kind of glaring, there may have been. Oh, and that it was a little too funny at times. 
Like the like the I'm on hold thing. Uh, well, they did that in the first one too, where he's like, uh, "Are you waiting for me to talk? Should I talk?" Which but, was less less that, but it was still kind of like, uh, you know, it seemed like they were like imposing, uh, superimposing modern speak to the Star Wars universe. That the first one didn't like you talk first, I talk first. Like that almost makes sense of like, okay people are going to talk at the same time in any universe. Like it doesn't, that didn't bother me nearly as much. Somewhat funny. This one was like, all right, you're presupposing that they have the concept of being put on hold. Like there's, it's to our world and also way too like, this is only here to be funny where it, I mean, I don't know. I just, it it just kind of sat weird. It just definitely was noticeable. Like that was definitely funny. Uh, yeah, and especially it was so early on. It was like, oh, is that going to be like the whole fucking movie? Yeah, but I did like the, uh, uh, the oh, and the other thing I didn't like was that one little bit where they show Maz Kanata and she's like in the middle of a fight. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't even mean. She's like. I think she pointed them at the at, at Benicio del Toro or whatever. Like she was, but it's just, it, I don't know. I just, I just, you didn't really need her there. Like I did it, she didn't really serve a purpose. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I, I thought it was, um, I thought that he at least like went out and did his own thing. Though. You know what I mean? Like it did. It was like a two prong thing. It was like first of all, I felt like I these movies are not for me anymore. Like I don't get what the hell. Or even about at this point, because um, the whole point was supposed to be it was supposed to be about Anakin and them getting redeemed, even though he killed the whole two hundred kids or whatever at their school. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then about, but then it was about his son kind of coming back and uh, you know redeeming him, and that was the story. Okay, and I get that, and it's over and fine. And now I just feel like they're just tagging all this shit onto it, where it's like, all right, fine, but. Um, you know, like what? And the, like, I don't care that Ray's parents weren't anybody. Everybody gave a shit about that. I thought that was fine. Yeah, I thought that was fine too. That didn't bother me at all. And the killing Snoke, I didn't care about. I thought that was great. I thought that was the best scene of the movie. Was that whole that entire sequence? I thought was really great. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, in other words, like I, I like that he kind of like made some weird choices and that weren't just like uh, easy to. Uh, I, you know, that it was uh, something other than, like, crowd-pleasing. You know, like, that's, why I just, that's why I didn't like the first one that much. I just thought it was, like, much fan service. And To be honest with you, and I hate that I thought of this, but I was watching it. I'm like, you know what? If they didn't kill Han Solo off, and I hate to keep talking about not killing Han Solo off, but the way they did it bugged me in that one. So I was like, if you really wanted to kill him off, no offense to Laura Dern, who's fucking awesome and was really cool in the movie. But you could have had him reluctantly being Leia's second in command, saying they should retreat, and then have him hyperspacing through a fucking Star Destroyer. It's a pretty cool way for Han Solo to go out. Yeah, totally. And that was that was a cool scene, but that, yeah, it was the wrong character to do it. It was just... Yeah. Like, why would she do it instead of Leia? Leia should probably do it, if anybody that was there. 
Yeah, that was that was a weird choice. But I mean, the thing is, it just I, I should circle back. Like, I really did like the movie. It just like there was like three pretty big spots that I didn't like. But like, I loved all of the Luke stuff. It, I mean, except for the the drinking the cow tit milk. Not that I really cared that much, but it that I didn't need that. But like, I loved all of his interactions with Ray. I loved the way he died. Like, I I thought that was pretty fantastic. Like, I liked a lot of the movie. I liked the that where the sound goes out during that scene where they do the 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 jump through the other ship. Like there was so much like to like about the film. It's just, there was a few things that jumped out and and I didn't care. Like people were upset that, um, uh, Chrome Stormtrooper lady died. I was like, yeah, but she was never a real character. It's just, you guys made it up that she was this big deal. Like if you watch the first movie, she's there for X amount of time. You watch the second movie, she dies in about the same amount of time. There's no, the, it, it's not in, it's not canonical that she's anything but uh, a, a lady with a cool outfit. Well, that was Boba Fett too. It was like Boba Fett was cool, but he wasn't a major cog in the storyline at all until they fucking went back and made him one. But you know, he was you know he was this guy who just happened to be there when he froze Han Solo, and then he got his fucking knocked into the Sarlacc pit by a blind guy. Yeah, like an asshole, too. I mean, just a really, just an unflattering kind of death. Like, like dying on a toilet and having your cat eat you kind of death. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I agree with you. I liked it a lot uh, overall, and I am more curious. I think he's doing separate movies now. Next. I think he's doing, like, nothing related to this storyline, but Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's what I heard, which I'd, I'm very interested in seeing. Yeah, I'd, I'm more interested in that than I am seeing episode nine. Like, I don't particularly care. I had, I had no, oh, yeah, I, I had no interest. I wasn't even interested in this until like a week before. I'm like, fuck, it's yeah, I probably should see it. Yeah, I mean, the only I reason I saw this is because I like Mark Hamill. Like, the, the, I probably would have waited for this to be on DVD if I didn't like Mark Hamill so much. And I'm sure he'll be in the next one as a ghost. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, that would be, well, I mean, not got to be because he's, I mean, you know, that actually reminds me. My main problem with the second movie is that it didn't work as the second part of a trilogy. And this is, no. this has been set up to be a trilogy. Like it's supposed to be a trilogy of trilogy. So like it didn't, it didn't work as that connective bridge between one and three that that was kind of my main thing. And that's not the movie's fault, but that was, that I think it was a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of reason people are taking it so like awkward is because of that. It's like they don't have anything to kind of look forward to. Well, the other weird thing about it is, I guess, that I don't think they were written yet. Like, they told him, they didn't tell him not to do any of that shit. So it's not like, I know there was somebody else supposed to direct three, and now it's going to be J.J. Abrams. I'm sure it's going to be, like, whatever fucking happy ending. Is that really Return of the Jedi? Just, you know a different planet. It'll be a panda planet or something instead of Ewoks. Yeah, and but, instead of saying um, yub-dub, they'll sing dub-yub. <laughs> it's different. And then I'll edit it out ten years later. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do. But, now, fucking, like, you know, at least with the first uh, Lucas, like, knew what he wanted, even though they were different directors. So I'm sure he was, like, there telling, well, this is where this is going, this is going here. So, it had to work a little bit. But this is, like, I don't even think they've written the last one yet. So. Yeah. They don't know. How the fuck are they supposed to connect it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really... Which sucks, because I used to be a pretty big Star Wars fan, so it's... Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's why, like, the 
spacing in the preview for uh, Solo look cool, but other than that, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, well, the best Star Wars happening right now is Star Wars Rebels, that kids fucking cartoon. That's the that's the best thing in the universe at the moment. Yeah. Well, we're almost yeah. It's we'll see. I don't know how about you know like oh, they can start watching all these alternate universe ones or whatever that might be. Yeah, well, Rebels is worth watching if you like. You know, I think we're just. I think we're. No, no, seriously, it's it's good. It's uh, it, it gets better and better. Like the last two seasons have been like really, really good. Like. Really cool storytelling in the universe. Like it's, it's pretty damn worthwhile. Cool. At some point, every television show and movie will be Star Wars or Marvel. Yeah, and then finally we can get that crossover that Pat Oswalt talked about on that episode of uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I saw that not that long ago. It's funny you bring that. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's really hilarious, and now that Disney owns all of that, it's it's, I think like, one basically one deal with Sony away from that could be that could happen. Yeah, and they might as well just buy fucking Warner Brothers at this point. They're not getting it right. Yeah, I mean, well, somebody needs to like figure out DC films because they they are just really bad at making movies. Like that Justice League was a pile of shit. I know. I, I don't know why they like. Um, I don't know why they like they rushed it in the first place. I mean, Marvel spent years like building up these fucking characters, and then when they finally like met and crossed over, it was like cool because like you knew what they were all kind of about. And then I don't know why they thought like Bruce Wayne going to fucking Alaska and. Going, I don't know where it was going to wherever the hell he found uh, Flash. It's going to be like, oh wow, this is just like the fucking Avengers. Or something. It was just kind of like I don't know. Yeah, you know what? It was. It was I, I... Oh, sorry. It, it was to me the know. the difference between like in the night, and I'm saying the 1980s version. Marvel is like Transformers, and DC is GoBots. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, you know. I get what you're doing, and I, yeah, I mean, I guess you're doing it the same, but, like, boy, it's not as good, and you're doing it half-assed. Oh, look, yours combined into one big robot? Uh, yeah, we've already done that for a while. I know. It's it's like, and they don't even know what's coming next, and now there's going to be a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, but it's not going to be... They're still doing the Jared Leto Joker, too. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, did you see that article that Tommy Wiseau from The Room really wants to play the Joker, and he's, like, putting all the feelers out to try to get cast? Oh. Might as well just let it happen. If they had any balls, they would do it. I I wouldn't watch the movie, but there's no way I wouldn't watch the movie, if that makes sense. Where it's like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it, but I'm totally will watch it. Hi, Batman. <laughs> yeah, like I've sat through all that. Like I saw Suicide Squad. I saw Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I saw Justice League. And I, I haven't liked any of them. And yet I still keep watching the fucks. The only, the only yeah. solace I could take is that I steal all of them. So I've never given them any money. Oh, well, that's, yeah, there you go. Just that. Well, they're going to, I don't know. I'm sure they'll just reboot the whole fucking thing at some point. I'm usually against that, but I'm totally for that this time, because they've just made a fucking mess out of this. Yeah, I mean, you can keep Wonder Woman. She's good. Yeah, do Actually, like do like an alternate universe thing. Like, oh, I fell through the universe to World 2, or whatever it's called in DC, and then just keep Gal Gadot, and that's it. And then, okay, cool, Re- reboot. Start over, yeah. I'm into it. 
sooner or later. Well, on that note, yeah, we've done our time. Let's let's tell the audience one more time the name of your book, where you can get it, what your name. Let's try to let's try to beat the record of the last book. The Pavender. Uh, if I'm on the late side, my name is Sean McGann, former Doctor Who star. That's not true at all. Well, the Doctor Who part, just in case somebody's jumping to the end of the show and thinks that I was like, oh, what the fuck was he on Doctor Who? <laughs> That'd be so weird if someone just jumped to the end of the show. I don't I don't like this show, but I like when they plug stuff. I wanted to think I listened to it. <laughs> um, uh, it's on Amazon.com under Sean McGann. Uh, I have an author page, which it should be on that. You can get my other two miserable books there. Um, it's also, as of last 45 minutes on Kindle, for a slightly lower price. I believe if you buy the paperback edition, you get the Kindle for free. I think I did that deal. And it's short, and it's to the point, and I don't know. I think it's a fun little thing. So uh, if you're interested, it's only a couple bucks, and I'd, uh, you know, I don't know. I'd appreciate it. It'd be nice if you checked it out. Yes. But check out Alex's stuff first. And, uh... Yeah, read all of ours. You got, you got fucking, you know, between, you can buy my book and his for less than 20 bucks. Let's, let's do this shit. Um, just bundle everything together. Yeah, so Sean, S-H-A-U-N-M-C-G-A-N-N. Oh, right. Yes, and, uh, yeah, and it's all over, you know, I'll put it all over my face. Uh, Sean McGann on Facebook is probably the best way to get me, unfortunately. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll post the link with the show. So, uh, thank you very much for, uh, talking again, Sean, for the, Maybe penultimate episode of the Alex Cast, episode two ninety nine. Nearly putting this fucker to bed. Oh, well, I'm honored. Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, yeah, I guess I won't see you next time. Oh, maybe. Well, who the fuck knows? I've quit so many times. Sure. <laughs> Four hundred. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a whimper. Bye, everybody.